You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For all NBA, for all NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. What up, what up? It is Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast with Justin and Nat. I feel like even though we did record a podcast after the Lakers game, it just feels like we haven't really been together that much lately. We had some guest co-hosts. I was away. There were like two games. And so if you guys haven't noticed the pattern already, we record on the second night of a back-to-back um or if it's not that same night like we're recording the day after the two games so i don't know it just feels like it's been some distance between us maybe that's just in my mind so we are back we are back um some of the vibes are back because i think they were definitely not present at all in the last episode and even though the last game that they played which was versus the clippers was a loss they did get a win in the last two games, and we have finally reached the all-star break. I mean, not technically for the whole NBA, but for the Warriors, they are done. They are done playing games until next Thursday once the NBA season resumes after the all-star break. So we were, like, waiting to get to this point. Um, those last five games didn't quite go the way that we thought they would or would have um like to, but hey, here we are. We are at the all-star break and we know that this team really needed it. So let's talk, Justin, about these last two games. Um, we had an Andrew Wiggins. We had an Andrew Wiggins game, finally. We sure did against the Wizards. He, what did he have? 29. Yeah. First, His first game where he kind of looked back offensively. Um, and really first Got it game, in the post. Exactly. First game, it seemed like all season where he was getting the ball inside the three and really going into work. Um, so hopefully they kind of like lean into that for the rest of the season because that's his money. Like that's his, his place where he can really hurt other teams. Like his, obviously he's shooting as good as he has been like for the, for the season, probably best of his career, but he has to be that guy that can get the twos consistently for them because yeah. right now they're just living and dying by the three. And it seemed like he made a, like not he, the team made a concerted effort to involve him in the offense. Right. And I mean, we've been calling for that. And I feel like 
we call for this every year with Andrew. Um, why do you think it takes them, particularly when the team is depleted, why do you think it takes them so long to realize, hey, we have this guy, Andrew Wiggins here, who <laughs> can operate in that part of the court. Let's get him involved. Let's get him going downhill. Let's get him posting up. Let's, you know, get him, like, run some actions for him. Why do you think it takes them so long to realize they need to do this? I'm not sure. I mean, I think this year in particular has been so many moving pieces with guys in and out of lineup with injury that it it consistently morphs and changes the hierarchy of the offense. Like, obviously, when Steph is there, he's number one, right? He goes out of his way sometimes to let other guys get theirs. But ultimately, at the end of the day, most of the offense is going to be ran for him to score, create an advantage. And then when he's out, Jordan is pretty much filling in for that. So Jordan becomes a number one option. Um and then Clay is kind of like the permanent second option. So if <laughs> there was a portion of the season, obviously, when Wiggins was out and they were doing Steph, Clay, and well, even with Wiggins, they're doing Steph, Clay, and Jordan all in the starting lineup. So now Jordan, it's just this weird Jordan goes from the first option to the th- to the third. And, you know, it's just been so weird all year trying to figure out who the offense should run through and who they should call plays for. Um, so I, I think going into that game, they were just like, all right, Steph is out. Let's, um, you know, try to see what we can do with Andrew, especially when they just needed buckets. Like they were just bleeding so many points that they just needed easy buckets. And they, I guess they leaned on them finally. Now, I mean, is this matchup dependent or is this, just based on their abilities or is it a combo? So what I mean by that is because I like, so like we're saying Clay is a a permanent second option, but should he always be the permanent second option? I mean, I guess if there's a hierarchy, I think it should be like, okay, Steph is one and then like Clay, Andrew and Poole, at least with respect to being scoring options should be sort of like a 2A, B, and C, depending on the night, the team, or whatever. But I feel like they don't operate like that, and I I feel like they should, right? Because there's some nights where, like, maybe it's Clay doesn't have it, and so it calls for more of Andrew. Or maybe it's, like, the the matchup is just better. Like, if you let Andrew, you know... Um, deal with those mismatches right so that's what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like i don't like i feel like they shouldn't be operating from a place that like not that clay isn't the second option but should he always be the first second option (laughs) i guess is what i'm saying yeah i guess as a default i would probably stick with clay as as the second option just because when he gets the ball he does just garner a lot of attention um, and they, they got to do a better job of pivoting, though. They got to do a better job and say, all right, Clay might not have it tonight. Let's let's throw it to Wiggins a few times. And even if Clay is a second option, it doesn't mean Andrew can't get plays called for him as well. You know, like, um, you know, if they run, if they run a certain action and the first look is supposed to be Steph and the second look is supposed to be Clay, if neither of those guys are open, you don't got to force it to Clay. You don't got to force it to Steph. You can always say, all right, whatever, let's throw it down to Andrew for a few possessions, see if he can get something going. And I would like to see that, like, be a little bit more based on matchup going in. I mean, they they shouldn't start pool with them with those guys anymore. Like we've seen that defensively, it just doesn't work. So when pool does come off the bench, I think um, he's kind of like the default first option unless he's playing with Steph because he 
you know, he has to carry those units offensively as a, as a ball handler. But yeah, I mean, I guess when you, when you get to the playoffs, then it becomes a lot more, you know, matchup dependent. And we saw even against Boston, in the finals last year, they saw like clay is just not going to get a lot of space against this team because they, they switch everything off ball and they got the length and the athleticism and the size to be physical with clay and not let him get a clean look. So they kind of, it kind of just turned into Andrew being the second option because they would put guys like Derek White on him and just smaller players or slower players on him, and he just could go to work that way. And Clay and JP had to figure it out on their own. But um, yeah, I guess just in a regular season, I would default to, to Clay being the second option just because it opens so much up for everybody else. Um, but they got to do a better job of just getting Andrew involved. Period. And just maybe just pivoting off of Clay when they need to sometimes. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay. You know, the Wizards came into that game like hot in terms of like their three-point shooting. Not just in that game, but like coming into it like some of their past games and they got in some wins. So that was actually a really good win because of the teams that they've faced for these last five games before All-Star, I I thought the Wizards and the Clippers were going to be two of the harder teams. You know, like, I thought the Lakers were going to be one of the easier teams. Obviously, that was before they, they made the trade. But they still should have won that Lakers game. Um, and then what was the other one that they lost that they shouldn't have during that five-game stretch? Portland. Portland, right? And so... But they, so they beat the Wizards. Um, so they went two and five. Ideal, no, two and three, right? Okay. Out of five. Yeah. They, they, they lost two. They won two, lost three. Ideally, we would have at at least won at three and two. And they, they, they really could have gone four and one. Um, and actually just based on every game played, they could have won each game. They could have won every single game. And, you know, let's talk about the Clippers game because. I was actually like very annoyed last night by that game. And a lot of times I'm annoyed by like the bullshit that the players are doing. But this was a night that I was annoyed by Steve Kerr because Mm -hmm. I feel like the game was lost in that third quarter when he decided to go to that all bench lineup that he had out there. Um, I don't remember who the fuck was out there, but I know who wasn't out there. I know that Draymond wasn't out there. I know Clay wasn't out there. I know Poole wasn't out there. And I know Looney wasn't Mm -hmm. out there. So those four guys, none of them were on the court. And I'm not sure why Steve Kerr thought that that could work. So here's this. I understand why he may have tried it. But to me, the moment like you got to down like five points or whatever it was, and you called that first time out, I don't understand why people didn't come back in then. No, he then proceeded to play the unit like longer. And I think, I don't remember who he subbed, but I think Moody came in because I don't think Moody was on the court originally. I can't remember. Exactly. But it was just like a slightly different version of an all bench lineup. Um, they proceeded to like go down more. And that was really your ball game. You know, by the time you got other players back in, they just never got back into the game. 
Um, mm-hmm. So I was annoyed by that, you know, because so I was annoyed by that. That's one. I was annoyed by people saying they were never going to win the game anyway. Why not? Why weren't they ever like they were I, I right? I don't understand that thought process. Um, so I, I don't. I don't. I just. It's not that I don't get it. I know why people are saying that. I just strongly, strongly disagree with it. Um, right. And then I also am annoyed by like the blame thing or this. I don't know. The fan base has a weird thing with Jordan Poole. That's very odd to me. Um, but like they were like, well, you know, Kerr had to bench him because like they lost all their momentum when he took that shot. So I'm like, so that one single shot is the reason all the other shit happened. You know, he's also the reason that like they were able to come back in and get back in that game. So like, fine, you take a timeout then and talk to him. You know, you don't bench, you don't bench him and then proceed to fucking let the game get out of reach. Right. And, and the reason I'm so annoyed by it, Justin, is because, is because they're, we're about to have a break. Right. So like, I, I honestly, I don't care that much about. That, that Dre played 30 something minutes. So what? Play him fucking 45 minutes because you know what? Like, he's about to, he's about to have a break. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm obviously I'm being dramatic, but I'm just saying that like, why are we worried about minutes when they're about to have a long ass fucking break? Right? Like, if you were going to do that, Mm -hmm. then just don't even fucking play them. Right? And then it's like, finally we said Clay can play, you know, the second night of a back to back. And people are like, you know, like it's his first time back doing that. I'm like, bro, it's two years removed from this injury. We've waited two thirds of the season. Like if he can't even play, like what if the game went to overtime, right? What if it wasn't that, but the game went to overtime? Were they not going to play him in overtime because he reached a minute threshold? Like if you're saying he can play in the game, then you got to fucking play him regularly, right? Like just why are we worried about minutes? The night before they're going on a fucking long ass break. I, Justin, I do not understand. I don't understand, but those are all the things that annoyed me about the, um, loss to the Clippers. I'm going to stop now because I rambled, um, and give you a moment yeah. to like, to, to, to give us your thoughts. No, I agree for sure. It's like. The, you you had a chance against a, a pretty good team. Like, the Clippers, I think they're okay. Like, they've been, quote-unquote, playing better, but they haven't beat any good teams recently. Like, all their wins have been against mid-teams, and they've lost to every good team they've played in this recent stretch. Um, so, that, that game was definitely winnable, right? Like, like you just said, if you're not going to play guys their full minutes and go for the win, then why, then why play, right? Second night of a back-to-back. Oh, was it back to back or not? Yeah, I mean, like it was. Yeah, second night of a back, second night of a back to back. Like you clearly want to win this game, or else you would have sat Clay, right? Like you really want to go for it. Wiggins is sitting, and you said, okay, like we're going to have to play Clay and try to get this win. They climbed Guys, back from a minutes. deficit early, exactly. right? Also, a sign they were trying to win the fucking game. Exactly, exactly. And then, I mean, like. For the majority of the first half, like the Clippers were in it because guys were hitting tough ass shots. Kawhi was hitting tough contested fadeaways and threes and normal. Right, Kyle he's not that kind of three point shooter. Kawhi, 
I mean, he's great. He's He's a great shooter. Right. Yeah, but he's not that. He's not that. Like, that's not going to be sustained. Maybe in a game. Definitely not over a series. And we're not talking about a series, but like, he did cool off a little bit in the second half. I was going to say, over the course, even over the course of a game, like, he's hitting crazy shit. So, like, you play consistent, good defense on him for the full game, then, I mean, more times than not, he's going to come back down to earth a little bit. But they were just like, nah, we're going to guard you with fucking Anthony Lamb and, like, and, and you know, Kaminga, who's very good defender, but he's young. And no no Draymond, no Looney on the court. Like, we are not putting our best defensive effort out there right now. And the Clippers just fucking cooked them. Like, I didn't know what they were going to expect. Like, even that game, like, Kaminga wasn't really playing his best defensively, I don't think. And there are some games where he's playing a lot better than that, and he gets pulled for for other guys. So it's like, what do you want? Like, I don't understand. When he's not playing his best, you're giving him extended rope in a winnable game, which ultimately leads to them losing. And when he is playing great, you just yank him for no reason, and you're and you're playing these older guys a lot of minutes when you really could have just gave Jonathan Kaminga a little bit more minutes. So I don't know. This recent stretch of, like, you know, last week or two from Curry just hasn't been the best, I don't think. Um, and I think like they just needed this break. Like <laughs> the coaching staff, the front office, the fan base, the players, everybody needed this break to kind of recalibrate. And you know, hopefully they come out on the other side of this rejuvenated, ready to you know make a push for the last twenty-four games of the season because they just kind of stumbled into the into the All Star break when they really had an opportunity, like we just said, to go five and zero and kind of run into the All Star break with some with some momentum and feeling good about themselves. Yeah, um, I don't care however Kaminga is playing unless he's just, like, god-awful. I don't want to see him getting benched, and certainly not for fucking Anthony Lamb. Um, That's how I feel, who was not good last night. But, hey, he's not good most nights. Um, Yeah, I, I I don't understand what happened last night. And... You know, like I was having a conversation and, you know, people were like, they couldn't do anything to stop Kawhi or whatever. And I'm just like, were the Clippers stopping the Warriors? Like, I don't remember them stopping the Warriors either. I mean, all that happened was that we put a more inferior group of guys on the court. But like, were they stopping Clay or Jordan? I remember there was a shootout throughout the game. And, like, I remember tweeting, defense must be optional. So it's like, yeah, they weren't stopping Kawhi, but they weren't stopping our guys either, right? So, like, well, the Warriors were never going to sustain that. But were the Clippers? Like, I just don't understand. Like, why are we saying they would have, but we couldn't have? You know, like, I actually expect Clay to sustain that level of shooting more than I expect Kawhi. If we're just talking about shooting, like, Kawhi's the better player. We know that. But, like, if I'm just saying shooting, and I'm, like, shooting Kawhi, shooting Clay, I expect Clay to be the one who can sustain the higher level of, like, shooting like that. Um, So I just, I didn't understand the points that were being made to me. I didn't agree with them. Uh, But the Warriors put up 124. Right. The Warriors put up 124. That's a lot of points. They, clearly, the Clippers weren't guarding, guarding them that well. Right. It was later that fourth quarter where the Clippers, or the third quarter where the Clippers scored 44 points that kind of brought them back into the lead. And it was over really from there. Yeah. Cause like, you're not going to get them to do another, like, let's make up another double digit lead. Like, they already did that once in the game. It's just, 
wasn't going to happen again. Um, so I was, I was really annoyed. I was really annoyed, but I said, okay, like, it's just, you watch this and you're like, no Steph, no wig. And they're right there with the Clippers. This is why I just still believe that they have a chance, Justin. And we can get into that in the next segment, but this is why I can't count out the Warriors. So this seems like a good place for us to break. You are tuned in to Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast with Justin and Nat. We will be right back. 